Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry. It's a slow week across the Upper Cumberland, but that does not mean that there aren't games to pay attention to and coaches to hear from. All three Putnam County schools will be on the program tonight as they return from their bye week, but of course are still on fall break. We ask each coach about the pros and cons of being on fall break still, but having to get the teams together to prepare for uh, games on Friday night. We'll also catch up with Coach Lamb of Clay County, who celebrated their bye week last week, and Coach Wright, who maybe played or coached in the game of the week last week between Stone Memorial and York. What is the pro and con to being on fall break for York? But obviously, having observed your bye week way back in week three, and so they also are preparing for a game. You'll hear all that and more right here on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. We will begin right here in Cookville on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, catching up with head coach Taylor Hennigan of the Cookville Cavaliers, coming off of, of course, their bye week, but also their first week of fall break. We talked to him and asked him, what was it like uh, bringing the guys back, what has kind of the attitude been around the coaches and the players as they come back from their first week of fall break, are still on fall break, but obviously have to begin to get prepared for a game on Friday night. We also discussed the game two weeks ago, the big win against Gallatin and what it meant to go into fall break and their bye week coming off that victory. Coach, before we get into any kind of X's and O's or all that, uh just what was the break like? Did did you and the guys kind of enjoy getting away from the game? And then what did you think of their uh, response when they came back yesterday, uh, kind of getting back to the grind? Yeah, good. Um, good for coaches and players, I think. Get a little mental break, get a physical break, and, and kind of get away from it um, for a little bit. So uh, it's always um, it's always nice. I thought it came at a great time for us this year, both physically and mentally. So um, that was good. We actually came back Sunday and kind of gained a day and, and tried to get an extra day of prep. So, um, so far, so good. Really good physical full pad practice um, today. So, uh, so far, so good. Obviously, you guys got to go into your bye week, go into fall break, coming off that Gallatin win. Uh, before we look forward, just want to look back and, and say, what do you think that did for your guys, being able to go into fall break and the bye week with such a kind of a crucial and uh, almost kind of year and program defining victory? Yeah, big. I mean, just, um, you know, that feeling, hopefully carry that, you know, carry that going forward. And, and you know, we know, you know, we, we've learned our lesson in the past. We know we've got to move on. We've got to get better. Um, you know, we've got to be ready to play again. But, um Overall, obviously, it makes it a little bit more enjoyable um, to to kind of look at that film and, and dwell on that win for a few days. But um, obviously, that's that's history. You know, it's past. So uh, I think we've done a good job so far of kind of turning the page. Yeah, certainly time to do just that. Uh, we've asked, you know, the uh, some of the other coaches here in Putnam County because you guys are on technically two weeks of fall break. Uh, what are the pros and the cons kind of to, to having the guys back this week but not having them in school? Yeah, uh, there's definitely pros and cons. I mean, you, you gain a little bit of time. We extended um, part of our workout. You know, our in-school workouts are very short. Um, so we get a, a truer workout, uh, which is good. Uh, extended our meetings just a little bit. Um, as far as practice time goes, it's been pretty much the same. Um, but we have gone in the mornings the first couple of days, and, and now we'll transition back to the afternoons. And 
Um, that's always different. You know, that first morning practice is always an adjustment. You haven't done that since, you know, July. Um, it, it does change a little bit. But, um, you know, we try to gain a little bit more meeting time. That's probably the biggest, um, biggest adjustment for us. I will say it brings up a kind of a fun question. As a player and as a coach, do you prefer morning meetings or morning practices or afternoon practices? Uh, I, honestly, I can't remember as a player. Um, <laughs> I guess when it was hot, you like the morning. Um, I definitely prefer the morning as a, as a coach just because you can uh, kind of take the rest of the day to, to evaluate that practice and, and get ready for the next morning. And I'm a morning guy in general, so – um, you know, the, the afternoon schedule has been good for us, and, and I think definitely, you know, we're used to that here more so than we are the morning. Um, but I guess I would probably choose morning if we could, yeah. Well, you guys go back on the road this week. What's the emphasis for the Cavaliers this week in practice uh, before we look at, you know, Lincoln County specifically? Uh, I think building on, you know, some of the, the things that we've done well. We've, you know, the last – I don't know officially, but I think it's the last five or six games even we've only turned the ball over once or twice. And so obviously we've got to keep doing that. We're starting to consistently create some takeaways, which is, you know, every coach will tell you that's that's a winning recipe. So continue to do some of those things well. Um, there's a lot to clean up. Our goal line execution has not been great. Um, some special team stuff that we've got to, we've got to clean up. But you know, overall, we've, we had three full pad practices, this, or we will by the time the week is over. And, um, you know, we got, we're going to have three full pad practices. So it's, it's a lot of, of fundamentals and physical, um, you know, physical preparation as much as anything else because um, we do have a disciplined team that plays physical uh, that we're about to play. Yeah, you, you started to go into it there at the very end, disciplined, physical team. What are some of the other things you have to key on if you want to walk away with a, a second consecutive victory on the season on the road at Lincoln County? Yeah, I think we're going to have to match you know, match their energy or, and make sure that we, we have some energy early in the game. Um, I think that that's where they've done a good job is, is kind of create some momentum early in the game, which has helped them. Um, they're they're very rarely out of position. They're they're lined up well. They're in the right spots defensively, um, offensively. They they're kind of spread, but they have some wing T kind of hidden things in there that are wing T scheme stuff. So, you know, defensively, making sure that we're in the right spot. But um, you know, we luckily we just came off of a probably a pretty long road trip. You know, comparatively, this one's longer. But you know, going to Gallatin is not a short trip, and so. You know, we just went to Gallatin and we were able to get a win. So hopefully that helps us settle in a little bit as far as, you know, how we operate on the road. You mentioned at the very beginning, uh, right before we got started, how you felt like the bye week also came at a good time. Do you think that, you know, part of that is the fact that you had to go to Gallatin and instead of having to turn around and go to Lincoln County, you do get a week off between those two rather lengthy trips? Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, you know, we've played seven games, so, mm-hmm. you, you know, we were able to, to get a win there, a couple of wins there before the bye week. and. Um, but yeah, definitely, you got back-to-back road games uh, without a bye week. It's definitely a little bit different story. Um, but but the bye week in between is good, and then uh, you know another road game to end the season here in a few weeks. So uh, with just one home game left, I thought it was good timing. And hopefully, you know, we've got a lot before we can start thinking about this. But hopefully, you know, a playoff, a couple of playoff games, and and see what happens there. Um, but but yeah, I do think it was a good time for us. 
bye week couldn't have come at a better time. Got to do so as well off of a massive win over Gallatin and now a really, really big time game, a difficult game going on the road again to Lincoln County this time for the Cookville Cavaliers. That was head coach Taylor Hennigan, and we appreciate him joining the program. When we come back, we'll stay in Putnam County. We'll head just up the interstate to Baxter and speak with head coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees as they prepare to close out with one of the tougher schedules in the Upper Cumberland. We'll tell you more about it on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Up next on the High School Playbook, we go from Cookville to Baxter to check in with the undefeated Upperman Bees and head coach Adam Kane. Coach Kane and the Bees have one of the tougher schedules remaining in the Upper Cumberland. They go to White House this week, a 5-2 and two team with a lot of tradition and talent. Then they close out the year in two region ball games against DeKalb County and Stone Memorial. This week, though, the opponent at White House, the undefeated Bees, have a lot to still play for. And we began by asking Coach Kane just what his team's response was to coming back from fall break, still technically being on fall break, but obviously after the bye week, having to go into game prep. Coach, you kind of joked about it right before we got on here. You don't get much of a break, uh, but you try to give the guys a little bit of a reprieve. Uh, How did you feel about the way they uh, came back and responded uh, over these first couple days of practice? Yeah, you know, with such a long uh, preseason, you know, five or six weeks building up to the to week one, um, you know, and then and then playing seven straight weeks, um, I, we, we really kind of were at that point where we needed a little bit of a break. Um, it's always a little bit worrisome, when, you know, when you give you know a bunch of teenagers time off uh, because it just takes a little bit while, uh, a little bit of while, uh, a little while to you know get back into the groove. Um, so we gave them a few days off last week and, uh, you know, had some workouts and stuff and then brought them in Sunday and, uh, got back to practicing. And, uh, you know, the, the big thing we've done is just try to immerse them back into the, the whole football thing. And, and we, uh, we bring them in in the mornings and then, and do our lifts and our meetings and then practice in the, uh, in the afternoons and, uh, Seems to go pretty well. Uh, the guys seem to have a good bit of energy and uh, enthusiasm. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I've been uh, pleased with their focus. And, and uh, we, we've been very productive this week so far. Do you feel like it's a benefit uh, being able to bring them back from that break and basically be able to only have them concentrate on football initially because you have two weeks here technically of fall break? Uh, you know, to a certain extent, it is. Uh, it's pretty nice. You know, we were talking about that this morning. It's pretty nice to be able to, you know, bring them in and, and uh, watch film and, and get a walkthrough in and then send them home and then bring them back this afternoon. Uh, I was kind of joking with some of the other coaches. We we ought to probably make all our players go do online learning and, and uh, be able to do this every day. But uh, it's... Uh, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. It, it, you know, the kids are a little bit out of their routine, and uh, you know their sleep schedules are all messed up because of fall break. And um, but um, you know, at this point in the season, 
any sort of uh, rest you can get your guys is going to be beneficial. And, uh, you know, the, the big thing, I'm a big believer in, in repetition. Um, I think the only way you get better at stuff is, is to, you know, get a bunch of reps at it. And so we're, we've been very mindful, like we are every time we take the practice field. It's just trying to, you know, get as many reps in as we can and, and uh, you know, get the kids you know, back into that mode of of embracing the process of practicing during the week, and then you know, hopefully, get them to Friday. And and the big thing is embracing the whole competition thing, and and we've done that pretty well so far this year. And uh, you know, I expect these guys to keep that going. Yeah, you you guys have done a very good job this year. Last time you and me were able to talk, we kind of. Uh, put our heads together and started to realize how good this defense had been playing, and, and certainly you hope that continues. But what can you do this week to kind of help the offense get up to that same level as you try to close out the season with three really tough ball games? Yeah, uh, no doubt. It's, uh, you know, three really tough ones. Um, and, and and I don't think we've, I don't think we've, uh, you know, really even scratch the surface on reaching our potential, especially on the offensive side. Um, you know, it's not something that I've been disappointed in. I, I've liked the way we've been playing. Um, we just got to make sure we capitalize on, on all our opportunities and <clears throat> make sure we're not turning the ball over a uh, couple games this year. You know, the, the turnover thing is kind of limited uh, uh what what we've been able to do uh offensively but i like i like the number of playmakers we have um i think our offensive line is getting better every week and uh you know i like the guy we got at quarterback and and so <clears throat> we just got to continue to you know to work and and try to play better and and be more productive each week and and uh, do do a good job of getting the ball in these guys' hands that you know guys that can make plays and and uh, I don't think that'll be a an issue. I am a little bit concerned coming off an off week, a bye week that uh, you know you still want to be executing at a at a higher level, and so that's going to be the you know the main focus this week is getting as many plays run and practice as we can so we can uh, execute with some confidence on Friday night. Head coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees joining us now. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We'll talk with Coach Kane about his sophomore quarterback, Bronson Chafin, and what kind of impact he thinks Bronson has had up and until this point, and obviously what growth he has seen in him and how much benefit he can have down the stretch as, again, they close out the year at White House this week and then at home against DeKalb County and Stone Memorial. Adam Kane and the Upperman Bees on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We remain in Baxter where we get back to talking with head coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees, undefeated on the season, closing out with a very tough schedule as we've talked about, but obviously also having a very talented young quarterback at a position of importance. Uh, coach, what has Bronson Chafin meant? What is the growth you have kind of seen out of him as the weeks have progressed, and what do you think he can do for you down the stretch as you guys play out here at White House, then at home against DeKalb and Stone Memorial? You know, I, I really like what he brings to the table for us. You know, a big, uh, a big 
imposing, uh, if you will, kid. You know, you don't see a whole bunch of six four guys playing quarterback at this level, um, and, and that opens the field up, brings some you know parts of the field into play that maybe a five eight kid couldn't see. Um, and so, and he's also a guy that can, you know, hurt you with his legs. And, um, so I, I really, uh, I really like the, the, um, dynamic ability that he can bring to the table. Um, you know, the big thing for him is, is, uh, I think he gets maybe, uh, a little bit greedy at times, um, you know, wanting kind of having an idea in his head. Uh, you know where he wants to go with the ball, and and uh, you know maybe not doing what the defense gives him, but just trying to force things. But on the flip side of that, I'm not going to take any of his aggressiveness away from him, and and uh, I, I really like the way he's played and progressed this year. And uh, you know we 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 try to talk about things that that we can do better at. And, and, um, and I think he understands all that stuff. And, um, you know, he, he's got to remember he can hurt people with his, with his legs as as, as much as he can with his arms. So uh, those are just constant things that, that I constantly remind him about. Well, coach, a game coming up on Friday, Adam Kane, Upperman bees uh, at white house, our final road game on the season. <laughs> What does White House do that you guys are going to have to key on as you go on the road to a a really good five and two ball club? Yeah, good question. Well, they've got a bunch of good players. You know, the the running back kind of sticks out. Uh, he runs hard. He's got good ability. He's got some quickness, explosiveness, and then they got you know three or four receivers that can get behind you and uh, make big plays. Uh, they look pretty big on film. Um, you know, you can't always base anything off a, a roster height and weight, but they look, you know, pretty big and physical on film. Um, and then, you know, offensively, they, they do as much motioning and shifting and tight end movement and, uh, you know, different formations and unbalanced and, you know, some stuff that we rarely see, which has been, you know, somewhat problematic getting getting ready for them, and you know you got to make sure you you're able to play sound defense against all the stuff, and so that's been a you know a little bit of a challenge this week getting used to all that stuff. But um, you know, they got, like you said, they got a good ball club, and and um, you know I think they've uh, got some uh, pretty good tradition over there. They've been uh, you know I think their football is pretty important to them. And so it'll be, you know, probably a pretty good atmosphere for us to play in. Head coach Adam Kane of the Upperman Bees joining us now. And coach, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk with us. And uh, no time off for you, I suppose. <laughs> hey, man, I, I've got uh, I've got three teenage children, so there is <laughs> no there's no off off time. You know, I, I'm running around picking them up and taking them places and doing this, that, and the other. So it's never, it's never just football, but, uh, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying. And um, we're going to enjoy, you know, being away from school for sure. Adam Kane and the undefeated Upperman Bees. One more time, closing it out this year. They go to White House this week, a 5-2 and two team with a lot of tradition and talent, and then cannot emphasize enough, closing out with two critical region ball games 
at home against DeKalb County and at home against Stone Memorial. Those are flipped, by the way. I should clarify, DeKalb County is the final game of the year, Stone Memorial uh, the week before that, because DeKalb County will play at White County next week in what basically amounts to a play-in game for those two teams. Right now, we come back and talk with head coach Scott Hughes, staying in Putnam County, going back up the interstate, and we check in with the Wildcats as they get set to close out their year after observing the bye week, they still have a lot to play for as well on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. From Cookville, we went to Baxter. From Baxter, we head to Monterey on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, all three Putnam County schools. Last week, we're on fall break and observing their bye. This week, still on fall break. But obviously, having to play games on Friday night, all three of them coming back to town this week, getting together as a team, maybe trying to start practice on a Sunday to kind of steal a day of practice, heading into difficult ball games, either on the road for Upperman in Cookville or at home in their final home game for head coach Scott Hughes, the Monterey Wildcats. And of course, we began by asking Coach Hughes uh, simply what his team's response was to having to come back from a week off and fall break and still being on fall break, but having to prepare for a really difficult opponent in Trousdale County. Coach Hughes, uh, we talked about it kind of last week. You don't necessarily get much of a break, but you did give the guys uh, a week of reprieve, get away from the game, try to relax and step away. How do you feel like they responded uh, coming back uh, yesterday and getting set up for practice for a game on Friday? You know, I was really proud of how we showed back up. Um, I, I thought our effort and attitude was really good. Uh, the big thing for us is being mature this week, still out of school because of the two-week fall break. Um, you know, and, and can we be mature enough when we have some downtime not being in school to still stay focused and to take care of our bodies and, and to do all the things that we need to do um, to get soreness out and, and just get our legs back under us pretty quick. Yeah, what are the pros and cons to that, right, to to kind of being able to give them a week of just football, but also obviously a week where they do have a lot of downtime and a lot of time to go and get themselves into, you know, some sort of, uh, albeit innocent, but not necessarily not troublesome. No, I, I'm with you. That, that's a huge worry that we've always had. Um, you know, even though you're you're back into football mode, you know, there, there's eight free hours of the day that's typically occupied by, by school. Um, and, and so that window of opportunity is, is greater this week because, you know, you don't have school rolling into practice, uh, you know, and, and things of that nature. So for us, we just continue to talk about being mature that, that we gave them last week to uh, be, be themselves and, and get away and do what they wanted to. And, and that this week we're asking them to, to flip the page and make football the priority. And, uh, you know, it, it's subtle things, uh, little things that a lot of people don't think of, just being able to get in the bed at, at a good bed at 8 o'clock, but don't be up playing video games or Snapchat or whatever at 3 a.m., and then roll into practice the next morning, you know, uh, still have a sleep. And, and so hopefully those, those guys are going to buy into that uh, and, and take it serious. Uh, we got a huge challenge this week. And if they don't take it serious, we get our high-end kicked. So I, I hope they know what's at stake. 
Trousdale County coming up on Friday night. We'll talk about them as an opponent here in just a minute. But as always, the question is, what are the Wildcats emphasizing this week? Coming back from the bye, coming back from that first week of fall break, what is the emphasis for you guys on yourselves this week? Well, you know, we, we spend a lot of time talking about ourselves over the break, and, and we self-scout every week, and, we you know, you always know your deficiencies anyway. Um, but for us, it, it's just a lot of cleanup. It, it's a lot of, uh, you know, team issue, um, just making sure that we're playing together, uh, getting into the whys of what we're doing. Uh, trying to take another step mentally is the big thing for us. Uh, you know, and we've grown so much over the year mentally, but, but trying to find a way to take that next step um, and diving into the whys of concepts and, and the whys of coverages and things like that uh, and, and trying to grow these young men in, into even uh, better football players uh, but becoming even better mental football players. And, and that's been a huge focus for us this week. That is what the Wildcats themselves are concentrating on. We'll talk about Trousdale County specifically and their very, very physical run game on top of an offense that is just multiple in general. You'll hear Coach Hughes talk about all the different aspects, all the different things that this Trousdale County offense can do here on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Back inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, we continue our conversation now with head coach Scott Hughes of the Monterey Wildcats, and we dial in on this week's opponent, the final game at home. It'll be senior night for the Wildcats, and they welcome an extremely difficult opponent in Trousdale County to the ball field. Don't let their record fool you. This is a Trousdale County team with an extremely physical run game they have found their identity in using multiple guys to run and throw the ball throughout the year and so coach Hughes simply put how do you defend an offense like this what do you guys have to key on and concentrate on to walk away with some wins defensively this week against that extremely physical run game Oh man, they it just it sticks out to you. Um, you know their linemen play so hard, and they're they're very athletic up front. They get off the football so well, but you know when you look at their skill guys, they're they're not only athletic and shifty, but they're massive. Uh, you know they roll in there with with the the main guy being six two two twenty five two thirty. Uh, but he moves like he's 180 pounds. Uh, you know, not only is he straight line speed, but he makes people miss. But he's a big, strong, athletic young man. Uh, you look at the next guy down the list, he's 6'2", 190, 195, <clears throat> running by everybody, but a big physical um, athlete. Uh, using another young man now that has got some, some jets to him. He's not as big. Uh, but he's really come on. You watch the last couple games, he, he, he's kind of popping on film. Uh, you know, number three to me is a guy that's really scary. He's, he's been playing quarterback. He's playing receiver. But you watch him when he gets in open field, and there ain't nobody coming close to him. Um, and, and they've got other guys out on the perimeter that, that can run really well as, as well. You know, so when we were looking at it, you know, they got six or seven guys that, that are really scary from an athletic standpoint. And, and the way they're using those young men uh, makes it really difficult because they're spreading you out and they're getting you sideline to sideline. Uh, they're in multiple formations. 
crap, we've seen three different guys throw the football. So you've got to be respectful of the double pass or, or the jet pass. Um, it, you know, there's no huddle on top of that. So your communication has got to be tremendous. Your eyes have got to be always pinpointed to where you got to be. Um, and so it's just a huge challenge for us. It, it's a different uh, schematic look than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. And so for us, going back to what we were talking about earlier, just being able to play the game mentally and understanding the whys of what people are trying to do to get a half a step ahead uh, is something that we're really focused on. We talk all the time about home field advantage in in a sport, Coach, and, and certainly when you're going up against an offense like that, no huddle, very multiple, a lot of guys who can run it or throw it, uh, how much does the home environment you think play into a game like you're going to have on Friday night? Them not maybe necessarily being able to be as comfortable as they would be at home in Trousdale County. Well, obviously, when you look at at Trousdale, man, such a such a historic place, and and you know their coaching staff, Coach Satterfield, does a great job. A lot of tradition with him on the sidelines, um, family lineage, and and he has a lot of traditional. Um, Trousdale County guys on his staff. So it, it means so much to their coaches. Uh, that then also bleeds over into that, that care and that want to be good with their players because they see the mindset that their coaches have. Um, for us, you know, we, we do love playing in our stadium. Uh, we're very blessed. We, we have a great turnout. Um, great facilities and and you are comfortable Uh, you know we've not had as much success in our home stadium this year but a big part of that is a testament to that schedule I mean you look at who we played in our stadium uh, it's been a gauntlet Uh, and this Friday night being senior night no different and it's something that we've been talking about with our guys all week Uh, you know just the the pride as an underclassman of of giving those seniors an opportunity to succeed in their last chance to play on their home field Um, and and so it's something that hopefully our guys buy into and and hopefully our guys are very prideful of and it's something that that we've tried to be tradition based in the last 10 years of, of you know understanding what senior night means and and understanding the importance of it not only as a senior but as an underclassman Friday night, such a crucial game for Monterey and the Wildcats hosting Trousdale County on senior night in their home stadium where they've only gotten one win on the season, but it did come against Cascade right before they hit fall break and the bye week. So much like Cookville, Monterey went into it with a lot of confidence. What happens on Friday night? Well, we'll find out right now. We're going to come back and talk with head coach Bruce Lamb, an opponent of the Wildcats earlier in the year, Clay County, coming off of their bye week, and they are back officially from from fall break in school. What are they preparing for? How are they preparing for it? Coach Lamb on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. To Salino we go on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders to check in with head coach Bruce Lamb of the Clay County Bulldogs as the Bulldogs return from both fall break and observing their bye week. They're back in school and preparing for a very difficult offensive-minded opponent in Red Boiling Springs. You'll hear coach, I'm sure, talk about how this is not the Red Boiling Springs of old, but we, of course, asked just Simply, like so many others, what was his team's response to coming back from fall break, having to refocus and 
kind of rededicate themselves to something they've been at since June, July, or even before in January. Head coach Bruce Lamb. Coach, uh, right off the top, yesterday, obviously, you get back uh, into action. What was it like, all the guys coming back together, coaches coming back? What was kind of the feeling around everybody coming off the bye week and fall break? Uh, you know, it was a little excitement. Uh, the kids came out and, and had a really good practice and, uh, you know, refocused, uh, rejuvenated. And, and uh, you know, they, they were all um, back and seemed like we were uh, 100% uh, as in health-wise. And so it was, a, it was a good thing for us to come out and, uh, and get back together. And that week off uh, seems to help a little bit. How much confidence does it give you as a head coach? And, and also maybe how proud does it make you as a head coach to see them all come back from fall break? And it seems as if they have stayed focused, they've stayed in shape, and now they're kind of ready to attack the rest of this season and hopefully play another six, seven, eight games. Well, you know, it, it's awesome. You know, that's one thing we talked about. You know, uh, you know, I think I kind of threatened them a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, I wanted them to stay away, you know, stay away from the field, stay away from school and, and, and like you said, like I said, get re, you know, rejuvenated, ready to go and, and finish, uh, what we've started so far. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's the thing. We're going to go one game at a time and hopefully it's eight more of them. And, and, uh, I think these kids are, uh, are, are ready to go. Coming back from the break. Uh, what were some of the things that you wanted to put an emphasis on in those first day to a practice? Uh, you know, just us getting better, as in, you know, uh, uh, you know, being mentally focused more than anything. Uh, you know, uh, we got a tough schedule for the next three weeks in, in, in the regular season, and uh, you know, we won't, but we won't be at our best. So we didn't want to work on ourselves, and and uh, you know, from schemes to um, you know, just any little thing, you know, techniques, everything, it, just trying to make ourselves better. You talked about, you know, getting away from everything and also really concentrating on yourselves, uh, taking it one week at a time, in fact. Um, coming up, though, three consecutive road games. Is that kind of playing into your thought process at all, knowing that the next three weeks you've got to go on the road get a- and be away from Salina? Absolutely. You know, we love playing here. Uh, we love playing at home from the home crowd. And, uh, you know, it's always a big plus for us. I want to play here, but going on the road and uh, playing the the caliber teams we're getting ready to play, yeah, it's definitely tough and very concerning. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, I think that's one good thing about the break is, you know, it gets our mind off things. And now we're, it's like we're starting over in a sense, as in, you know, having our mindsets right and, and ready to go these, these next three weeks on the road. As we look ahead to this week, you're at Red Boiling Springs. Uh, they obviously uh, put forth an offense that can score quickly and can score points in bunches. What do you guys have to do to key on some things defensively and maybe at least slow them down or limit what they're able to do in the uh, the boom play department? You know, they're very good, uh, very good skilled kids. Um, you know, they got some kids that can run. Uh, you know, a big quarterback who throws the ball really well, and uh, you know, an offense like you said is very. Uh, efficient in what they do, and, and so we're, we're going to have to, uh, you know, make the plays we can. No, uh, no yards after catch, and uh, you know, make them huddle up and and see if we can get some things to go our way. 
Certainly don't want to give anything away, Coach, but is there also a thought on the offensive side that maybe your best defense is holding on to the ball offensively, ball control, time of possession? Yes, sir, absolutely. You know, the, the kids, uh, as long as we have the ball, they can't score. And, uh, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to do we control the game. Uh, we want to control the tempo. And, uh, you know, maybe we can do that. Uh, we, you know, we we got a tough task. And, you know, Red Bull and Springs is not the Red Bull and Springs of old. And, and uh, you know, Coach Link's done a good job with those guys. And we're going to have to uh, come out and be ready to play. Come out and be ready to play. Not something that Coach Lamb uh, felt that his team was in the first couple weeks of the season. Obviously, since then, have rattled off five-plus wins and have come out with much, much better attitudes and uh, certainly put a really good product on the field up and through the bye week last week. And now, though, Red Boiling Springs, who, as I mentioned in it, and as you heard Coach confirm, is a team that can score quickly, can score in bunches, and the Bulldogs' defense is going to have to be up to the task. Speaking of being up to the task, Clay County wasn't in Week 1. They fell to what is now, we know, an undefeated York Institute Dragons team. That's where we close out the program. Head coach Derwin Wright and the Dragons, who are on fall break, but already observed their bye week in Week 3 on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Final segment now of the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders, and that also means our final stop on tonight's show, and it's Jamestown this evening, where we check in with head coach Derwin Wright and the York Dragons, who unfortunately observed their bye week all the way back in week three. Head coach Derwin Wright, you heard even then, was not happy about it, but it is what it is, and now the Dragons are on fall break in Jamestown, but have to be at practice each morning as they prepare for a matchup Friday night with Friendship Christian that could mean a whole lot, even though it is not a region ball game. The Dragons will put an undefeated record on the line once again. They were able to hold on to hold on to that victor the undefeated record in a victory last week hosting Stone Memorial. Can they do the same thing this week on the road? Here's Coach Derwin Wright answering that question and many more. Coach Wright, it's something you and me talked about in the post game on on Friday night. Uh, obviously, you guys have already had your bye week, so you're on fall break. But uh, obviously, having to prepare for a game this week. So, what did you think of your team coming off a difficult game Friday night, coming back into the building uh, on I guess yesterday on Monday, Sunday, or Monday? What did you think of their response coming off that game, being on fall break, but showing up and putting in some work? Well, it was it was good. Everybody showed up, but. Uh... You know, it was a physical game Friday night, so we've got some guys banged up and some injuries. So, uh, you know, we're uh, we're just trying to work through that. But uh, you know, everybody was there, and it, and that showed a good commitment that uh, I was hoping would happen. What were uh, some of the things that you guys decided to put an emphasis on early in the week? Some things maybe you saw on film from the game on Friday, uh, or just some things that you felt like needed to be emphasized. Well, Stone, uh, they were slanting up front, and uh, you know we were we were allowing some penetration up front, so we were working on you know first step of their offensive line and head placement and exactly where to get. Uh, also, uh, you know we we missed missed timing in the passing game on a couple things, so we've been we've been stressing that as well. Uh, felt like that, uh, you know we we did a good job as far as. Uh, Stretching the football, making them, you know, uh, 
making the ball bounce out, but uh, set some bad angles, missed some tackles that we needed to make. So worked a little bit on that as well. You mentioned it a few minutes ago, uh, you know, guys needing to get healthy, got some guys banged up, some guys needing some rest. How have you, you know, balanced that and how do you continue to balance it down the stretch here, not having a bye week late in the year? Uh, how do you balance guys getting healthy, guys taking some extra rest uh, so they're ready to go on a Friday night? Well, you just got to work in practice uh, smart. You've got to just not do any really live contact, but yet you still got to get a, get a look at it. And, uh, you know, you work more on technique and, and, uh, you spend a lot of time working on your sled and bags and things like that. Uh, whereas you just, you know, you're banged up. So you definitely don't want to lose a key player on, on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday to, to some kind of crazy injury. So you try to try to take, you know, it's, it's a tough balance. You're trying to take care of them, but at the same time, you know they've got to be ready to go game speed. So uh, you know it's just it's a tough balance. And you tell your scout team and 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 your defense and your offense all that you know. Hey, let's go full speed. But when we get there, don't deliver the hit. Don't you know? Just just take care of each other. So it's uh, like you say, it is a tough balance. Speaking of tough, you got to go on the road this week to an incredibly talented friendship Christian team, six and one on the year. They're one and one. Uh, in region play, though they're obviously not a region opponent for you guys, but a really good six and one friendship Christian team. What is uh, the things you're seeing on film? What are the things that you're keying on uh, for Friday night on the road? Well, they're 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 a little different style offense we've seen. They're in their shoe shoe, but they're they're zone stretch type offense. They've got a really talented tailback in number five and. Uh, you know, they just give it to him deep and let him find it. He's a hard-nosed runner. Uh, uh, can make a cut back on just a dime. I mean, he's got quickness and good vision. And then uh, defensively, they're very downhill and aggressive. Uh, I've seen them in a split four and in a five-three, and uh, in both they uh, play kind of the same style. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're they're downhill aggressive, uh, and uh, you know, it's going to be a good good hard-nosed football game for us again. Hey, Coach Derwin Wright, York Dragons. Uh, Coach, before we let you go, uh, what are kind of the pros and cons of having the guys during fall break uh, being able maybe to concentrate a little more on football, to get a little bit of rest in, uh, but obviously got to keep them focused, can't just let them you know, run run rough shot through uh, a time of no school? Well, we've got a lot of kids that, that, that in our community that hunt and do things like that and you know, they're. I'm sure they're doing that in the afternoons and stuff. But what we did, we went ahead. We set our practices Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday early in the morning. So we're going from about eight to ten thirty, and uh, you know, just keeping them, making sure they're getting up, getting to breakfast, and coming and practicing. And then, uh, you know, they've got the rest of the day. But we just tell them, you know, to stay focused and make sure they're ready for the football game Friday night. That's you know, really all you can do as a coach. Get in bed at a decent hour and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That is all I can say to the York Dragons football players who have been on a streak of playing consecutive games after having to uh, have their bye week probably way too early in the season. But great teams overcome disadvantages just like that, and the York Dragons so far have remained undefeated and overcome that advantage. Now, tonight, 
we talked about them having to go on the road this week to Friendship Christian, and that that right there could tell us a whole lot. Despite being outside region play, Friendship Christian is a one-loss team that can give York all they want uh, on the gridiron, and certainly head coach Derwin Wright relayed that right there. This has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry. Thank you guys all for listening. Thank you to each and every one of our guests here tonight. That's Adam Kane, Scott Hughes, Taylor Hennigan, of course, head coach Derwin Wright, and Clay County head coach Bruce Lamb. Once more, built by Mountain Barn Builders, this has been the High School Playbook.